0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing? Good, sir. Joel, I'm doing quite good. Excellent. Good it's to hear. It's
1: 2019.
0: It is 2019. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Happy yes.
1: happy Kingdom Hearts 3 year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 month. The dream is real. It, well, is. it will be real in about two or three weeks. Yep. Um so so kindly coming out like mere days within my birthday so that's really that's really so generous such a great birthday gift from from uh, from Square and Nomura um uh yeah so uh, how how's year been so far though Kyra? Where, oh, you, you know back to work so <laughs> yeah exactly you know back to that holiday period yes yeah out of void week <laughs> yeah yeah have
1: you done anything exciting or anything no nah, man, I've just I've been crunching on a bunch of a bunch of shorter games that I've wanted to clean up for the end of the year before this very episode. Uh-huh. Uh succeeded there and also because I'm an irresponsible person when I probably could have been finishing other new games, I also played like two or three Metroid games. No. Shoot me. Hey, <laughs> no, look, yeah, you do what you love. Do you you got to do you, Karen. <laughs> but apart from that, yeah, no, honestly, not a lot. Uh although you are you are speaking to me bef- like the final Version of Chiron that exists before seeing Enter the Spider Verse. I'm seeing oh. that finally.
0: Oh, Chiron! Oh, Chiron! Oh, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for you. I so I could be a completely it. different Chiron tomorrow night when you talk to me next. You will. You will. I. Uh, you. You will be a changed man, and for the better. <laughs> I honestly think it's <laughs> a changed man. I look I'm actually, forward to it. I'm actually trying to organize a time to go see. Um, uh, with uh, with Brod from Hunting Seasons to go nice. see it um, in IMAX 3D. But because... really, I'm just counting down to Dragon Ball Super Brawly.
1: Give me that movie. It's oh, getting yeah. so
0: close. Because I've, I've been to the movies, I think since we
1: last recorded three times. <laughs> I've been zero. <laughs> I've been no, zero spot. since like October. Oh no, I think early December when I saw Overlord was the last time I went.
0: Right, that was that was me before I went and saw Spider Verse. And then after that, a couple of days before Christmas, we saw Bumblebee. Which I think we spoke about on the show. Last we spoke, maybe I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I liked it anyway. It was good. Um, it, it's 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 fine. It's the best live action Transformers movie out there. So yeah, it's definitely worth seeing uh, if it, if it vaguely interests you. Um, but I also saw Wreck It Ralph or Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, that was really fun. I liked that. It was good times. I'm, I've got, I'm queuing up a time to see uh, Mary Poppins Returns as well because I've heard really good things about it. Um, so I'm very excited for that. But, uh, but yeah, that's been my. time. I've just been seeing movies and playing games and working and I went to a New Year's Eve party and yeah, I I went to I saw some live theater last night, though, currently i saw it on facebook mm-hmm. yeah i spent a i had a, a day in 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 the city with my my two sisters and uh it was a lot of fun we you know we did some shopping we ate some good food we went to to gym palace which is always great because you know gin is the best um i finally had the uh the two uh the four pillars uh bloody shiraz uh gin which is like um made in like wine barrels so it has that like sort of like red wine flavor to it it's it's fucking delicious um but yeah and then why, i went and saw why, why, all... why would you want to ruin gin like that uh, no, dude it's honestly really 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 delicious with i had it was just with soda because i asked that because if you're ever in melbourne go to and you, and you like gin especially go to gin palace even if you don't like gin it's really it's a really cool place um it's like all like really like cool couches and it's like really it's just hidden away in an alleyway. Um, and you go inside and it's this lovely, like inviting, warm place. It's so nice. Um, and it's just gin, gin as far as the eye can see. Lots of other stuff as well, but like so much gin. Um,
1: I mean, I would assume that from a place called the gin palace.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it's like bare minimum, at least... A lot of gin should be oh, on the cards. It's, it is, it's staggering how much gin they have, and from from different locations. And my sister, one of my sisters, who's a very very much now a, a big gin drinker, and she's very very picky about her gin. Uh, she was very impressed, so uh, she had a she had a good time, which was good. Um, but yeah, and then I went and saw Calamity Jane, which I bought tickets for my sisters for Christmas as a Christmas present, um, and I was like, I'll go too. like you know I don't really. L- I'm not a huge fan of like the old classic musicals. Um, I just find them a little bit like stale. And uh, in in my opinion, I know some people really like them, but I just, they're not for me. But I was like, it'll be fine. Like I've heard good things and this show apparently has been like selling out. It's been doing super well, rave reviews. And I'm like, I must be really good performances and stuff. We get there and the start of the whole show was performed by eight people. So this is a full scale musical that was performed by eight people playing multiple characters and swapping on the fly. Um, There was audience interaction and participation right down to the fact that there were people, I I actually wanted to buy these tickets, but they sold out by the time they they went on sale. Um, I got tickets. Um, You actually can sit on the stage as a part of the bar on the stage. Um, Nice. And there's a few people up there and um, yeah, and they act, they, they get, those people involved in the show and then people in the audience, they get involved in the show. There was like fourth wall breaking moments. And so they basically just like reinvented and, and, and breathed new life into this like classic. And it was just, it was so funny and so genuinely entertaining that I had an absolute ball. Um, but yeah, I had a, I had a really good day yesterday. It was nice. nice. good to
1: hear, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I It was good fun. Good fun. Good vibes.
1: Twenty nineteen starting pretty well.
0: It has. It really has. But, before we look forward to the future of 2019, I think it's uh, about time that we look to the past—the year that was 2018. Uh, it's time for, I guess, the obligatory—if uh, you have some sort of video game podcast or, or, or website or something like that—you got to do a top ten. You got to do a, a, a game of the year episode, and we are no exception to that rule because we really enjoy doing it. So it's fun.
1: It's yeah. fun and like stressful. Like looking at my list, I was sort of like going over it with a. a, a like to finish it off today. And, and I'm still sitting here looking at going, I'm about to like lock it in, but I just want to change it more. But there's no point. Cause yep. that is just an endless task of me going, Oh, but this could be here and this could be there. And
0: uh, but you know what? Just, I'm going to lock it in and get it done. <laughs> exactly. I, I must admit, I, I was, I was dreading it a little bit. And then I sort of sat down cause I, I decided this year I was going to write some, like just like a little blurb about, why I chose those games and 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 a bit about them and and whatnot, um, and as I started writing them and and like I had like a, a tentative order, but I was like as I was writing stuff about each game, I was like, nope, this I'm very happy with this. I this makes sense. I'm 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 go- I'm at peace with my decision. So, um, all right. So, I, I sh- how should we just get into it? Should we should we start? I, I think we should Joel. We should just. Yeah.
1: We'll start counting them down.
0: Yeah. Now I, I believe uh, you've got some as well, but I've got a couple of honourable mentions that didn't quite make it to the list. But I felt. Do you that... want to do those before
1: we go onto the list or after?
0: I reckon we should do it beforehand. I okay. Oh, it's, I a good, can, it's a good. It's a good like intro to the to, to the list itself. Going to build. We're going to build uh, suspense. Yeah, the ones that didn't quite make the cut. Yeah, exactly. Um. All right. Well, uh, did, did you want to did you want to kick off with a with an honourable mention, Karen? Sure thing. Okay.
1: Ah, uh, so this is actually a game. It's an honorable mention because I haven't finished it yet. Okay, but it's one of those games that I'm definitely going to finish next year, and I think it's worth looking into if you ignore the soundtrack. As far okay. as JRPGs go, right. that is Dragon Quest Eleven. Okay, all right. It's nice. a it's it's a charming little game, and I I think it does a very good job of like I, I've never played a Dragon Quest before this one. I've always it's always been a franchise I've looked at and gone. Mm-hmm. I do like JRPGs, but I don't know about this series. But I took the plunge on Eleven, and it's very good. The soundtrack okay. leaves a lot to be desired. but, yes. Man, the combat's really good. Visually, it's a joy to look at. The voice acting's is actually pretty solid. And some, as Michael Huber from the Allies would say, like this game is just a ten on at ten
0: out of ten for towns. Okay. So good. Okay. Nice. I I I. It's it's. Yeah, maybe maybe if I get a rare drought or something like that, maybe I'll check it out. But yeah, it was that soundtrack, man. Just really, it's put me it's off. Just tough. Like it's mm. a, it's
1: a massive disappointment. I'm still sitting here crossing my fingers that maybe they'll change it for the Switch release, but I doubt it.
0: Uh, if if they did that, I'll I'll definitely pick it up on the Switch. Even then, I still might actually pick it up on the Switch. That's a good point. I might actually, yeah, that might be a good JRPGs game. are better on Switch. Yeah, hell yeah, they are. You know what? What like it's it's the grind machine. You can just sit on it the couch is. and grind away, which is great. Um, cool. Uh, any other thoughts on Dragon Quest Eleven? Uh, I will finish it. Is my main like
1: because I think <laughs> I'm maybe like three quarters of the way through it. Okay, and it's yeah, its story is pretty. It's in it's interesting, and I'm actually I do want to see it through. Unlike there are other there's another JRPG, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I want to just drop it. Uh, like this, it's not in my. It's not in my list. Honestly, I forgot it very quickly after I finished it. I think it's not very good. And Dragon Quest Eleven, it just missed out, Joel. It, I think maybe if I'd finished it, it would have like like just squeezed in, but um, right. just didn't make it. But I I was pleased to finish it, and it's it's definitely my first honorable mention. Where did you go, Square uh, Enix? By the way, just you did it. Yeah, you got it. Like terrible E three presentation, but you've had a pretty good year. Yeah, otherwise. yeah. But you have had it, but. but it still shocks me how how well they've done as a publisher, despite yeah. some of the releases like Just Cause Four and Shadow of a Shadows of a Tomb Raider just not
0: setting and the, the qui- world on fire.
1: The Quiet Man. I oh The Quiet Man, I always forget that was them as well. Mm-hmm. You know what, Joel? Maybe not. Maybe I haven't had a very good one. Yeah, yet. actually,
0: yeah, looking back on that, maybe not so much. They had a couple of like hits. At least and they had Dragon Quest Eleven. It's yeah. all good.
1: And they had another game. Had another one as well, which was very yeah. good.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, no, I hear with Dragon Quest XI, the post-game stuff's really good as well.
1: That's what I also hear. I'm yeah, so keen to get there. I hit is- a point where I'm like, surely this game's nearly finished, and the game was like, ha ha, nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've 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 pulled an Okami on me,
0: congratulations. Oh, good. There was oh, yeah, something else that was very similar to that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Did the same thing. Actually, yeah, no, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I think, I, think it, I think we will get to that. <laughs> I think we definitely will. Um... All right, we, uh, would you like to hear one of my honourable mentions, Kyron? Lay it on me, Joel. Cool. Uh, so my first honourable mention goes to Into the Breach. Um, so Into the Breach. Uh, I'm going to go through because I've got a little blurb about each of my things. So I'm just going to read them. And we'll see how we go with that. So, uh, I'm not very good at turn-based strategy games, and it takes a lot for me to take a plunge and play one. Uh, but the FTL Dev subset games have me intrigued after hearing uh, yourself, Karen, talk a bit so fondly about Into the Breach when you played it earlier last year. Um, it takes very, the genre;
1: it is very good.
0: Mm, absolutely, yeah. Uh, it takes the genre and boils it down to its most purest form: short, small-scale battles that seem manageable and not overwhelming. Uh, That's not to say that things don't go wrong super fast with one turn potentially undoing your last two turns setup, Uh, but I was prepared for that after playing a lot of the chaos uh, that was FTL. The presentation of the pixel art is magical, and the premise of basically a Pacific Room game was the final push I needed to check this out, Uh, and all running on the Switch. Uh, This is worth your time, especially as a kickback on the couch and chip away at a game. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, my first honorable mention was Into the Breach. Uh, didn't really, I didn't get super far in it, but uh, it will be a game that I, I, I will go back to, I think, on occasion. Just, no comment. No comment. Fair enough. That's totally fair. I thought that might be the case. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. So having said that, we'll move on. What's your, what's your next honorable mention, card? So my second one is actually a game
1: I just finished last night. Uh, got the Platinum, so I deleted it. I'm done with it now. Okay. And it was a very, very good little experience. And that is Donut County. Yes! I, I, like... It was that game, and I'm like, I've got to play this before the end of the year. I just do. And it was getting so close, you heaped nothing, no, no end of praise to it, and it came to Switch. I picked up a PS4 version, this <laughs> because I'm a, a trophy-hunting scumbag. It is a pretty but
0: easy Platinum, apparently.
1: It's, it's a very easy Platinum. Uh, but... The game simply. At first, I was. Because uh, it's a very simple concept, right? Basically, as we've. I think we've said in the past, it's reverse Katamari. Mm mm-hmm. Where you are a hole that sucks, but you just drop things into the hole by moving the hole around. The concept itself is so simple, but it's just the simple. It's the joy of, of, of doing this, of like just disassembling these worlds that have been lovingly created by one person, isn't it? I think that he might have a team, but I think mostly. 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 Either way. Person, yeah very well put together worlds, but it is fun to pull apart with so many little secrets you can find just by going a little bit further and maybe just picking things in different, like this is only, this is only because I was trophy hunting. I found a particular secret area that I had no idea about. Okay. (laughs) I didn't pay, I didn't pay attention to a particular item that goes into your trashopedia. And then when I did, I was like, holy shit, that's really cool. Uh, and and throw into that, just some genuinely funny writing. Mm-hmm. Just some of those conversations that happen via text message with um BK and Mira, I want to say? Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Genuine responses, but actually made me laugh. And it's it's very hard for a game to do that, I think, to be funny. Mostly because being funny is tricky on its own. And for a game to pull it off is very good. No comment, Karen. <clears throat> Again, I figured as much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no Again, it,
1: it was very good. Just didn't make it in the in 10 for me.
0: Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I have a slight feeling this, my next honorable mention might be a no comment from you as well. <laughs> right. And this one actually pains me a little bit. Um, if we had a top 11, this would definitely be in there 100%. And that goes to Florence. Yeah. Uh, so... It actually isn't a no comment from me. Really? Okay. Fair enough. Um, So, Australian Dev Mountains made me laugh, cry, think, and realize it's going to be okay with the release of Florence, an interactive story about the rise and eventual fall of a new relationship, translating the intricacies of moments we've all been through, from finding the words to form a conversation and getting to know someone, to moving in together and the process of packing and unpacking up your life. Mountains managed to uh, to gamify these moments into one of the most relatable and touching stories of the year, and all of this is achieved in about an hour. It kills me to have this outside of my top 10, but it's too good not to discuss, and it deserves all the attention and acclaim it has received throughout 2018. Um, I mean, you you nailed it.
1: Like, anything else I could say about it is saying too much. This is really a a game that you buy, and you sit down for the hour it takes, and you play it. Yep. The way, as you said, the way it gamifies moments in life, you're like, yep, that's it. That is Mm -hmm. exactly
0: what it's like. Yes. It
1: still, it still stuns me.
0: It's so, it's so clever. And I think I mentioned it it as well, last time we spoke about it, um, about the fact that it is set in Melbourne as well, because they are Melbourne devs, (laughs) I believe. And so all the the Melbourne iconography that's in there as well, is just sort of another little bit of icing on the cake. And it's just stunning. The art style is beautiful. The, The soundtrack is gorgeous. And so simple, but it's so beautiful, and it is you're genuinely heart wrenching at points, and genuinely funny in some parts. And it's just, yeah, it's a beautiful, a beautiful experience that everyone should set aside an hour to do. Hundred uh, percent. But yeah, have you got any other honourable mentions, Karen? I've got
1: one more. Got one more. Perfect. It's another game that, much like Donut County, falls into the category of. I barely managed to squeeze it in before the end of the year and it Mm -hmm. didn't quite make the cut. Okay. But, uh, so that is, in fact, it's a little, it's a little indie game that came to Switch recently called Grizz. Right. Now, again, this is actually a lot like Florence and honestly, I think at this point, nearly any indie game where I don't want to say too much about, Yeah. about why I like, well, I guess I can say why I love it, but it's, it, it isn't, a game that's going to push back on you, but if you give it the time to sort of fall into its world and just, man, especially your headphones, play this game with headphones. Okay. In in handheld mode, the soundtrack is kick ass, but very very basic platforming. Again, it's I would actually say it's very comparable to Journey.
0: Right, I have heard that being kicked around a little bit.
1: Yeah, it mm-hmm. it's it's definitely it's probably not a platform, but I almost want to start calling these games like. I don't know, emotional adventures or something, because that's what it mostly is. That sounds, that sounds appropriate. I the like emotional adventure genre. I like that. That's a that's a good like good vibes genre. Uh but yeah, so all of this is accompanied by just some of the most gorgeous watercolour ish artwork that I've ever seen in a video game that just plays out so smoothly. And just some of the animations that they do with the with the watercolour and like the the I don't want to say enemies, but I guess what you could classify as enemies. Like, honestly, I recorded a couple on my Switch just so I could go back and watch and be like, that looks incredible. That is amazing. That is beautiful. This game is beautiful. Uh, Very short, but again, I don't think that matters too much in a game like this because it's probably a game I'll go back and play through again. Just the way it builds upon very interesting platforming concepts almost was a bit of a shame because there were ones where I was just like, "Could we use that again? But it was mm. sort of like, no, we're done. And I respect that because uh, it obviously had more new ideas to throw at me. But I was like, that was a really cool mechanic that we could use again. But it doesn't happen sometimes, which is a shame. But the game itself is very good. Just didn't quite make it.
0: Yeah, I, it's one I definitely want to get to eventually because it's, it's, it, it looks stunning. Um, it, do- and it,
1: it, do- it is stunning. Holy crap.
0: Like, And I think you're right, so though. Good. I think you're right, though, about like these types of indie games that are if you see an indie game that's getting like critical acclaim um it's probably best that you avoid looking at anything because there's probably a reason for that um and it's usually something some sort of emotional reaction or some sort of
1: like one one of the large reasons i'd this game sucked me in is what is happening throughout the game but
0: Again, I would say play it
1: without me before I tell you about it.
0: Okay, all right. I it's all right. I'll, it's it's shut up a bit more. I, it's already high on my priority list, but it's shut up a little bit further now. That's good to hear. Very good to hear. Okay, so you're d- you're done with your
1: honourable yeah, mentions. I, I didn't want to didn't want to clog it up too much, so I've got I've got three, and that was where
0: I called it. Yeah, I think we t- we we timed that well because I only had two. So, um. beautiful. All righty. Well. Without further ado, I think it's time for us to kick into the ten. Um, so yes, we do a top ten. Uh, I believe the first year we did this when we first started out, we did a top five, and then the year after in twenty seventeen, we went nope, that's too hard. <laughs> <Let's- laughs> oh, twenty seventeen was ridiculously good, and you know what, Joel? Yeah. twenty eighteen also was ridiculously good. It was. I would argue it was even like worse in terms of like trying to organise all this together. It oh. was. Uh,
1: we can. Yeah, we'll touch on it later. But like, mm-hmm. very, even now, very against. I'm like, I would love to have mentioned you, but either I didn't finish it, or there was something I played that was better, and it yep. was it. Gaming. Just is on a consistent uphill trend. I feel at this
0: point, stuff just gets better and better. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and to more and more wider audiences as well. Yes, which is, yes, absolutely. Yeah, the important part as well. Um, I mean, I'll be I'll be honest, all people
1: are out there going, "Oh, I can't wait for the PS 5 Can we just like stay in this moment? Yeah,
0: can we just chill? Games um, are good
1: right now, and games like, are real good. You put out a game, and it sells buttloads. Like games are breaking sales records
0: almost nonstop this year. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, okay. So I, I I'm excited for this top our top ten list because we, we don't know what each other have on our list. Yeah, we, we
1: didn't really converse at all this year.
0: Which which I'm I'm kind of glad. Look, in previous years, it's been pretty straightforward. Ours have been pretty similar. I have a very good feeling that this year ours are going to differ um, quite a lot. I actually think um, just in the, the 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 sheer scope of of different games that we both played That one might have played and the other didn't, or how they reacted to said games. Who knows? But um, yeah, I'm excited to see how this plays out. Uh, All right. Would you like me to go first? Because we, spoiler alert, we may have already talked about this game. Ah, do (laughs) it then. All right. So my number 10 game is Donut County. Um, And again, I've got some little blurbs that I've written out. Um, So Donut County was a breath of fresh air when it launched right before the release of two of 2018's biggest releases, uh, a bite sized indie game that can be finished in a few joyous hours was just what I was after. Ben Esposito's story about the residents of the titular town is hilarious, touching and made me smile for every minute of the few hours I spent with it. Combined with a killer gameplay hook reminiscent of Katamari, a super fun soundtrack, and an art style of a match, Donut County is easily recommended as a game to play when you have an afternoon to kill and no idea what you feel like playing. Um, uh, yeah, I I adore this guy. It's been on my radar since I played it at PAX in 2017. Um, and then realising who Ben Esposito was, and I was like, I'm even more excited now. Uh, Cause he worked on, he's worked on a lot of things. Uh, most notably, I think he worked on the unfinished one. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's, it's such a, a lovable game. There is, a, 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 it's great that it is a short game. You can play through it, but I could play this. I could play like a, a, like a 10 hour version of this easily. I could, I could sit down and just engulf myself in, in that world and, and those characters and just, yeah, it's so joyous to play.
1: I mean, half the reason I went back for Platinum was just an excuse to play it for, like, another hour.
0: Yeah. To, sort of, to, to, to really
1: squeeze everything I could out of that game.
0: Mm-hmm. And you messaged me, you were playing it, and then I was like, Yes. Man, I really want to play it again. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, man, I pl- it was just before I got my new, my, my, my Samsung, and I bought it on iOS. And it's not out on Android I don't think. I was like... No, it's not.
1: To my housemate reminds me constantly. <laughs> I just keep going. Just buy it on PS4, man. It's like 18 bucks. It's good. It's worth it. It's fine. even on Switch. Like, you know... He doesn't have Switch, technically. Yeah, well, you but know... But it, it is also on Switch.
0: It's... I Yeah, so I... I'm, I'm, it, like,
1: snuck out, like, late last year, didn't it? Yeah, like,
0: it did. It was... I think it was part... Was it part of it? No, it wasn't. I think it snuck out. It, it, there was an announcement, an announcement for it somewhere, but... um. Yeah, it, it's um, it's such a fun game, and it's uh you you've got a, a heart of stone if you don't pick this up and just have a little bit of a chuckle or a bit of a smile. Um, I just yeah, like you said, some of the interactions between like the text messages and stuff, and just the way that the text messages are written as well, um, like the formatting of them and things. Um, and then like when you're actually down in the hole and you have those little cutscenes with all the people from from Donut County. I, it's so funny. It, the writing reminded me a little bit of a more lighthearted night in the woods. Um,
1: actually, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I, I can
0: see that. And and it's, I, I mean, it's easy to probably to, to draw that comparison because, you know, it is like anthropomorphic animals talking and, yeah. and things like that as well. And, 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 and a person. <laughs> and a person. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it just, I got real night in the wood vibes from that and in in no way shape or form in a detrimental way it's i think it's a credit to it so um but yeah that's my number 10 game of 2018 is donut county big thumbs up so my number
1: 10 game is a game that i didn't finish but Mm. i did see i sunk like 70 hours into it so i'm pretty confident that i can that i can put it on my list okay that game is Octopath Traveler from Square Enix and Acquire. Good call. So Octopath Traveler is, if, if you don't know, I guess, <laughs> is a gorgeous throwback HD sprite-based JRPG, which is a mouthful, but basically imagine Final Fantasy VI just with, I guess, bloom lighting? More lighting. Yeah. Shiny pixels. yeah, uh, Shiny sprites. Uh it is. A, it, it came out for Switch back in the middle of the year, I think, and it's a game I've been watching ever since the demo dropped during that Nintendo Direct. That I, I definitely spent my fair share of time playing that because it had the two of the characters, and you could play through basically their entire first chapter. Having now played through, I, I would say sort of three quarters of the game. Okay, I'm pretty confident to say this is it is a very good game. The combat system itself sort of evolves the system that the the developers used in bravely default which was it's it really encourages you to play on enemies weaknesses okay. especially in the boss fights which can be grueling like i had a boss fight i think that lasted a solid 30 minutes and i don't even remember the last time a JRPG's done that to me wow which but it wasn't even it wasn't a bad thing i was just knuckling down going okay i'm just gonna get my turn orders right pick the right attacks and then when you finally defeat that boss, you're like, I beat you because I I knew the system, I understood the rules, and I threw them back at your face. And honestly, they can do the exact same to you, so you've got to sort of be on your guard there, which is engaging and interesting. Uh, great soundtrack. One of the best soundtracks I heard this year. Yeah, Wish it was on Spotify, but Japan, like, their Spotify doesn't agree with us. Which bums me out, because yeah. I know there's a lot of Persona stuff on Japan, Japanese Spotify, but not yes. for stupid bloody regions. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the game does a very good job of taking eight individual stories, building up these eight protagonists, and they do sort of come together at the end. And I think if that was to level a criticism at the game, that would be it. If If we get a sequel, I would say maybe halve the protagonists and just weave those stories in a bit more because it was great to have eight main characters. Yeah. But it also made picking your team very difficult because you could only have four. And I loved all these guys. Like, they all had their own motivations and driving forces to to, to do what they need to do. Even, like,
0: like dropping it to, like, six. So you've still got to make yeah. decisions and, and, like, switch out your team every now and then or something yeah, like true. that. Yeah, that's true. yeah. But um, yeah, not quite as daunting as having eight.
1: It was daunting, to man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even even taking a page from Dragon Quest or I think Persona Five maybe did it later in the game. Where you could switch people out, but I just yeah, it was yeah. a
0: it was a an ability you got from a yeah, social for, link.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, even something like that, because yeah, that that would be the one thing I'd probably complain about. But apart from that, the game's gorgeous. The combat is, it's so engaging, it'll suck you in if you give it the time. Soundtrack will just borrow its way into your ears. <laughs> one of the best battle themes I've heard in years. And awesome. all on the
0: Switch, man. Yeah. More. Yeah, More, a, please, Square. You can, you can take it with you, this 100, you hour, 100 plus hour JRPG. That's super impressive. Super impressive. Good work. Ah, lovely. All right, Karen. I I, I I I'm gonna set this. I'm not gonna say what my my number nine is straight out, but oh, it will be no. it will be pretty obvious. I've I've I'm gonna set the scene for this one. I've I've got a little bit of a a tale. Just you know, it might be slightly romanticized, but, um, here we go. Following the tracks of rathalos through the various biomes. Standing a mere 100 feet away from the hulking monster, and watching it as it scratches the dirt searching for a trace of its next meal, I prepare my dual blades for battle. I start to move towards it, breaking into a sprint and as I get to striking distance, I slide towards it, blades raised and strike. It's not happy, but luckily Chiron has my back, attacking from above with his insect glaive. The battle has begun, and we are hell bent on leaving with some materials to craft our next armor upgrade. This is just a slice of the action I experienced in Monster Hunter World earlier in the year. Uh, I'm relatively new to the series, uh, but this is, from what I can tell, the most accessible in the series. uh, Which making you feel like a badass at almost every turn. My time hunting monsters with friends are among some of my favourites playing games with friends in 2018. And is most deserving of a spot in my top 10. Um, So yeah, if you didn't get that, Monster Hunter World, number 9. (laughs) <laughs> so that is my number six. Number six. Ooh. Um,
1: Monster Hunter World. it was it was the first one I really I mean because I'd play I dabbled again, I, I guess sort of like Dragon Quest. That's what twenty eighteen's been for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. I dabbled in a bit of Monster Hunter on the Wii and again on the Wii U. Yep. And it was good. It didn't hook me. And I yeah the, at the time I was like, I don't know why. Everyone loves this. But then I played World and i figured out like it just needed to be not not exactly dumbed down but they smoothed a lot of the rough edges for newcomers and it just um, yeah. made it it was so much easier to fall into that world and hunt those gorgeous beautiful horrifying monsters oh yeah it was
0: it, it was a lot of like quality of life stuff that was just they, yeah. they you know fine tuned and streamlined and it made it a lot more accessible and yeah i'm the same i i dabbled with monster hunter 4 on the 3ds
1: oh yeah that's right you did too i remember
0: that yeah um and again same thing it just i i was like i want to like this more but it was just fighting back against me a little bit um it was so like aimed at fans of the series already and it was a yes. lot of systems going into it and they're still for the most part present in in world but like you said you can just jump in pick a weapon and then go and go have fun or you can like get into the weeds after a while you start going, all right, now I'm comfortable with that. Maybe I'll try a different weapon or maybe I'll try focusing on what type of big monster I'm going after.
1: So, or, and, or you're a pleb weaknesses. like me and, and you stick to one weapon the entire game.
0: <laughs> I, I honestly had so much fun swapping, swapping between like, you know, I'd use dual blades if I was playing solo because it was like, like, like top tier basically. Um, and then like when I was playing with friends, I, I'd switch to, I think the charge blade was what I was, I was using a lot. And that was a lot of fun, like, figuring out the mechanics of that, like, having to build up power with, like, small attacks and then, like, almost Bloodborne-esque, like, transforming weapon mid-combo. Yeah. So it, cool. Similar story for the Insect Glaive. Like,
1: it's a weapon that, in, in like, when you first pick it up, you're like, what, how does this work? Mm-hmm. And it's part of the Joy of Monster Hunter world where you are rewarded for investing the time. And I mean, it does also have a training area for this exact purpose to go over and learn the weapons. But like, basically, my experience with the glaive was you'd go into a fight with a monster, and you're like, "All right, I've got to find the three points on this monster that give me my three buffs for my my glaive." Yep. So I can basically just go into hyper mode and just have no knockback and just be a blender in the sky. Yep. And just that that became my driving force, like finding those three points and go, "Cool, now I've just got to remember where they are." And in in combat, make sure I can hit all three of them and then just go nuts
0: and that's just a good like example of of monster hunter world in general like just going into a fight up against like a new monster you're like all right cool you're there with your friends you're like all right um all right we don't know much about this one or oh, we're picking up some information from the tracks we're picking up oh shit it's here fuck all right, uh, I'm going to attack its head. Oh, no, it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. that. It's not doing any damage. All right, I'm going for its tail. I'm going to try and get rid of that. Oh, he doesn't like that. Let's go for the tail. Let's focus on that. And coming up with these, like, strategies on the fly. Yeah. It was just I mean, it's, so much fun. I mean, especially as you got later into the game and
1: they would just be like, oh, by the way, now this monster is also here. You're like, what? Yeah. I don't need a basil, guys, right now. It's dropping bl- goddamn bombs on me and blowing me up when I'm just trying to fight this Rathalos. This is insane. It's, and then- oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, and just so much, like, one of the, be- the best things about this game was Capcom just opening the worlds up. So, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I get why they were like that on the handhelds, because it probably helped the load times and stuff. Like, yeah, But all the, all, the, all the zones were, like, interconnected and would have, like, a load screen between them. But in World, they finally just made a zone one big thing. And it just yeah. helped me, again, just get sucked in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's just... Oh, God. I... It sucks because the amount of times that I've said throughout the year, and I'm still saying it in my head now, I'm like, man, I should really go back to it. I should really go back to it. I just... I want to go back and just play through some stuff. DLC coming this year. Well, that's it. I think that might be a good time maybe to go back to it. Maybe if we can... Carve Do out it. a chunk of time. We might. We might. I'll, I'll be checking out the DLC for sure. Yeah. Um. Let's go to the Ice World, man. Let's fucking. Yeah, get, I know Ice World new. Mo- let's go kill some new monsters, man. Hmm. It's it's so much fun. It, get some new weapons. It's uh, yeah. Honestly, made me more like more into the Monster Hunter series. Now I'm like more privy to checking out future or even past entries. I guess. Um, I should really check out the the Switch whichever one that was Oh, Generations. Generations, yeah.
1: Yeah, for me I feel like I should but then I keep I keep worrying that maybe going back to the little yeah. the little small zones would cuz I really like having that again just it feels like open world. It's yeah. like obviously it's not the, the zones aren't that massive, but they're big enough and not having yep. the load screens just helped it feel more alive. It didn't like chasing a monster was I was chasing it. I wouldn't run into like a black zone and it's the game. would be like loading. Okay. Continue. It it helped it feel more
0: alive. Uh, And and you're right too. About like when you said about that, the zones weren't overly big, but that's great because you got to know them. Exactly. You knew like after, after 10, 15 hours, like you knew you were comfortable with that map where you could use that to your advantage to track down monsters. Where you like, you see one go like the monster you're tracking, go one way and like run away. And you're like, there's a shortcut through here. I can get through I, there yeah, and cut I can it cut them off. off. <laughs> yeah, it's it that was oh man, it just it's one of those Again. examples where the game makes you feel so much smarter than than you are. So much smarter than you, you think you're beating the game. You're like, "Ah, oh, I'm so clever." But it's designed that way and it's so so much fun to play.
1: I mean, it just it simply comes down to it it made you feel like a hunter. Like you got to know these monsters yeah. and you knew their weaknesses, you knew the best chances to attack when to stay clear where mm-hmm. they, where their nest would be. So you could basically try to get them there and, and minimize their sleep as like, and healing as much as possible. Yep. Just, yeah, you got to know those creatures inside and out and it made them so satisfying to just disassemble
0: and then carp at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, I feel uh, a bit guilty, but like, you know, of course, yeah. Monsters. Yeah, it was survival, I guess. Um <laughs> I guess. It, the only, the, so the one hunters. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot the one downside I think is was some of the, the story-driven boss fights. Yes, um, they were bad. They were bad, but like, I on, when I was writing that little recap and like like recounting my time with Monster High World, they actually didn't even pop into my mind.
1: No, no, and, and and like they weren't great, but they were maybe what an hour of yeah. that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you could you could go back and farm them for parts if you wanted, but otherwise it's like no, they're done. Not great, but at least it, it's such a small part of what that game is. And the rest of the game is just so
0: good. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's such a solid game. Capcom like, on, out on it I'll never, forget
1: the, I'll never forget the first time hunting Naraphalos uh, up in the very first area. Mm-hmm. Atop its nest, or up, up where it's sleeping, and you yes. break the rock, the, 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 the dam essentially. Yep. And just release this rush of water that knocks you off over the edge, but also it. And just like falling down with it going, I'm gonna get you. Like you're hitting the ground here and I'm coming straight at you with my sword.
0: Oh, just yeah. The the air like the aerial attacks, like jumping from above onto an enemy and yeah. then like mounting and, like, it. Mounting them. Oh god, it was so much fun. Fuck, Kyron, let's play some more Monster Hunter. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm always
1: down, man. I'm always down.
0: I'm ready. I know I say it every fucking time, but... I'm, you've got
1: I'm, you've got so many... You've got to finish the game still, and there's also... Even when you finish the game, Joel, there's still more monsters. Yeah, I know. Like oh. At least three or four more.
0: Oh, God. Anyway,
1: I could talk about Monster Hunter
0: all night, but, Kyron, what's your number nine?
1: My number nine is a game that I haven't finished again, but it's also one of those games where I'm like, hmm, but is it ever finished? And no. that is... Dead Cells. That is my number eight
0: game. So. Oh,
1: very close. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, uh,
1: so Dead Cells actually is a game that miraculously, it changed something in me because I am, I don't want to say that I hate roguelikes, but there's just something about them that doesn't interest me. Yep. But just, you, Yeah, that's fair. But suddenly you, you put that roguelike framework on what I would, I would say it's fair to say there are, it doesn't, It's not exactly like it, but Metroidvanias, Castlevanias, Metroids, that's my shit, right? Dead Cells, whilst not being exactly that, because it does have some random generation to it, which I'm not crazy about, but that combat.
0: Yes. It's satisfying. (laughs) There's
1: so much variety. Sure, there's plenty of weapons that are bad, but... You learn that by using them and then you just sort of,
0: I guess, try to avoid them in the future. And the thing is too, those weapons, some of those weapons are bad, but that might be just be bad for you. Because I know other people don't yeah, like those type of weapons yeah. and don't like. It's all about adapting to your play style, which is just, yeah, oh, so good. Um, well, I've got a, 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 a would, would you like to hear my little rundown that I... I, I wrote for for dead cells for number eight because it's, it's my wait, next game on me. it's my next game so motion twins dead cells is made for me a platformer roguelike with tight combat and sensational controls is my jam and this ticked all the boxes and it's on the switch the art style is fabulous the sense of constant progression is great and the price of failure is huge but not devastating uh, plus it has some of my favorite writing of the year genuinely making me laugh out loud at certain points uh, I still haven't finished it, but that doesn't stop it from being one of my favorites of the year for scratching that itch that pops up so often for me. Worth your time if you're a combat-heavy, roguelike action game fan like me. Um, yeah, I. Uh, this game is so good. It's so good, Kyron, and it is such a good game for the Switch. I, I'm going to keep saying this a lot, um, but it is. It's such a good game for the Switch. It. I uh, Just sit on the couch, have a podcast on, and just chip away at some more progression on a couple of runs. I love it. I love it so much.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it was, it was probably the first roguelike that made me, I was, I don't know. I was more willing to try it again. A lot of that is to, is owed to how fun and interesting the combat is and everything's so snappy. Like, I don't know. Some, it's, it's a weird thing to complain about, but some games, the combat doesn't really feel right, but in this one, it just clicks.
0: Yes. And it's so fluid as well like it when, you, is, when yes. you get it down you start moving from enemy to enemy and just not stopping and you just like a, a, a you know i, I get to, to borrow a term from you when you were talking about monster hyper like a blender on wheels sometimes you just yeah
1: yeah, Ooh. especially when, when you when you like because you always at that moment in a in a dead cell's run we are like that's my weapon that yep. one there that's the weapon I
0: wanted and I've finally got it you're all screwed yep. Yeah, you're like you are all completely fucked. I am going to ruin you. And then you get to a new area and you're like, well yep. fuck. <laughs> or you, you, you hit one of the bosses and just get destroyed. You're like, Well back to the start I go. <laughs> yeah. Um Ah, oh, it's so good. Dead Cells is so much fun. I actually went back to it again the other day, played a little bit more of it. I didn't I didn't know what I felt like playing and I was like, ah just Ah, oh, I'm just gonna play I'm gonna play Dead Cells and uh yeah. Played it for a couple of hours again. I'm like, yep, this is, I think that's what solidified it for me in my list. I'm like, yeah, this is, this has got to be in there. Um, cool. Any other thoughts on Dead Cells, Kyren? Uh
1: It just, it just changed. It, it's, it opened me up to roguelikes. I'm still not going to jump into everyone I see, but this was a game that finally made me go, hang on a second. They can be good. Yes. They can be
0: fun. Yes, Karen. Yes. Join us. Um, cool. Well, that was my number eight game. So,
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: So you you get to go back to back this time.
1: Well, my number eight game is what is actually my favorite. I I would say it's roguelike. Mm-hmm. And, and that is Into the Breach. Yes, which you uh, you already spoke about it's, I, I so I, I, because you've already spoken about it, I don't want to say too much more about it because you did nail a lot of what makes it so good. Mm-hmm. It's just for, and a large part of me comes down to a simple thing that was sort of like a da moment. Mm-hmm. I love that the safety of your actual units isn't the important thing. Yes. Like, it's the buildings, it's for people. And it it changed how I played... Like, cause, So strategy games, as someone who plays a lot of Fire Emblem, largely come down to you having your army, and you're like, cool, move you two spaces, two spaces, two spaces, two spaces. Just like more moving that clump forward, maybe breaking to like circle around enemies and stuff, but largely you're like, no, everyone must survive. Yeah. But then I came into, into the breach. I'm like, look, mate, you're going to die doing this, but we've got to save that building. Cause if that building dies, like we're, we're screwed. Yeah. So see you later, I guess. And it just was that little thing that just, it's changed how I played strategy games and it might continue affecting me going forward. I don't know. We'll see, I guess, but yeah, it was just a, a crazy thing that I hadn't, that didn't even occur to me that would just make so much
0: sense yeah and i think it being in just like that tight grid as well yes like it's just keeping things keeping things small and enclosed yeah it's it it made like because you were saying too like yeah move your move your units two spaces two spaces yeah. two spaces this was just like you're in the fight now go yeah the, the
1: you, fight is here what are you gonna do there's some mountains there some water there
0: yep so you've Act. got five <laughs> turns fucking good luck and yeah. it, it always seemed and i the guys the, the guys from um subset are so good at this just like look it's it's gonna be hard everything's fucked you're probably not gonna survive have fun like because FTL is the same thing we like it's oh, gonna yeah. it's gonna take you a while to get through this like uh, but to get comfortable with the systems and then get through it all and this is the same with into the breach where it's like there's a lot of stuff going on. But you learn each every run that you do. You learn a little bit more, and you you start figuring out things. You unlock some more things, um, and you get a little I bit mean, further.
1: Don't get me wrong; it, it did successfully make me feel like a jerk when I'd abandoned a run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when
0: your when your pilot just goes
1: later and jumps out of a timeline, you're like, oh, see, see, you dudes, I guess.
0: And that was a cool thing In, too. Like, enjoy the,
1: the alien invasion.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's the cool thing as well. Like, the the the, the whole idea of it being like bloodlines and and. Re- revitalizing pilots to use in the next runs and picking one that you're going to take through like had like a bit of a rogue legacy feel to it yeah mm. and and again added on to
1: that is the layer of unlocking the different mech squads yes which just again they change how you play that game so much yeah there's like,
0: so, a lot of variety there some
1: crazy ones like stuff with like grappling hooks to pull enemies yes. to you. Like ones that can shoot electricity through, um, that would conduct through buildings, so you could hit multiple enemies. Just, it's great. It is a great game. It's it's very affordable on Steam and
0: Switch, mm-hmm. and if you are interested in strategy, pick it up. Just and, do it. And, and uh, that grappling hook though, I just had a memory of like, not using it against an enemy, but like, grabbing one of my units out of harm.
1: Yeah, and pulling it out.
0: Oh, so good. You're just like, yep. See ya, you're out of there. I was like, that's, oh God, that's so much fun. So much strategy like, to it.
1: I remember like pushing enemies into water. Yes. Watching like, see you later.
0: Oh. Drown. And then, especially when they're like super like heavy enemies and you're just like, Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Howdy. Uh, so good. So good. Um, Again,
1: I'm going to say, this is going to be a thing that I say a lot. Uh, killer soundtrack.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. Very good soundtrack. I, I remember you were playing me the soundtrack before I'd even played the game. We were, I think we were hanging out so good. I was like, this is pretty dope. Um, well, speaking of good soundtracks, Karin, my number seven game for 2018 is The Messenger. Now, Sabotage Games have created a pseudo-sequel to a game series I never played and it is easily one of my favorite games of the year. Taking the Ninja Gaiden formula and adapting it for a modern age would be enough to warrant your time, but they outdid themselves by introducing a gameplay mechanic that switches between 8 and 16-bit styles almost instantly, which is a mammoth achievement. Everything from the art style and soundtrack to the actual character and enemy models change at will in each beautifully crafted level, and the best part is that switching styles has a purpose narratively. The soundtrack is one of the best of the year, and I had an absolute blast ninjuring through the campaign. Plus, the story and writing had me in stitches throughout the entire game. I am eagerly awaiting the free DLC coming sometime this year. Uh, I recently finished this. I I went back to it and realized I was pretty close to the end, and 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 managed to to finish it and get uh, get through the ending. And th- this game is so worth your time especially if you like platformers this game is so worth your time um much like donut county like it's genuinely funny there are some hilarious moments in this
1: so, some of the dialogue with the uh the the
0: guy in the shop yes very funny very yes. funny uh when he when you like ask him to tell you stories i did every single one of those because i'm like they are so funny me too. me too so funny um God, this game is so much, is so great, and the soundtrack is so good, and it is on Spotify. And the cool thing is because, yeah, much like the the, the everything else in the game, when you change between eight and sixteen bit, the soundtrack changes as well. So, it, and it, at the drop of a hat. But the cool thing is, the soundtrack on Spotify actually has both versions, so you can listen to the um, the eight bit version or the sixteen bit version. Um, so the whole soundtrack is like doubled up, which is so cool. Um yeah I, I love this game. It's super funny. It was on my radar because um, I'd heard good things about it and I remember Greg Miller talking about it and his wife is actually part of their um, uh, publicist team uh, that helped publicize the game. it was her new like publicity company that she started up. It was like the first one that they were um, in charge of uh, their publicity and yeah this game is super solid and it's um it's on
1: my switch still and i endeavor to finish it yeah i don't know when but it, i i it will happen eventually
0: yeah um lengthwise it, it, it could be a little shorter i think maybe but i i didn't mind it the length that it was but yeah yeah i
1: mean i can't really get to, i want to get to the part where the game opens up
0: yeah yeah and
1: yeah i i mean i am in a 16-bit period so i know it's close but i'm just sort of like can we get
0: there a little bit. You're also, it's,
1: it's great though. The game is very good.
0: That's that's. There are other surprises awaiting you as well. I will say that. So,
1: when I when I finish the
0: game eventually, I will see those surprises. <laughs> yes, it's it's real good. I really love the, the messenger a lot. Um, and yeah, free. I think it's free anyway. But there's a DLC coming for it. Um, I think fairly like probably close to the start of this year sometime. Um, which is like a whole new area and story. Uh, And I'm very excited to check that out. And I'm also excited to see what Sabotage come up with in the future. So, yeah, that's my number seven game, The Messenger.
1: My number seven game. Mm -hmm. So, growing up, there was an anime I watched on Cheese TV. Yes. That anime was Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Something about this anime that was really... It got, the, it got the, the blood pumping. Some of the fights in that series, like they are as intense as they look. Right. And for so long, I'd longed for a game that would replicate that. There'd been, there'd been ones that got close. Like, Budokai 3 was good. There was a, um, Some of the stuff in the Xenoverse games was pretty fun. But it took Arc System Works to get their hands on this license to give me the Dragon Ball game that I'd wanted for so long. And that is Dragon Ball Fighters,
0: Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Fighters Z. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so Dragon Ball Fighters, again, if you don't know, Arc System Works make a very specific type of fighting game, which I think in the the actual FGC, the fighting game community, are just sort of labeled anime fighters. And right. I mean, most of them are made by Arkus. It's Blaze Blue, Persona Four Arena, those sort of ones. Yeah. Uh, they've been endeavouring with recent entries to sort of streamline the fighting mechanics a bit which has helped and dragon ball fighters actually marks a very good entry point if you're curious about that sort of fighting game yeah or you just really like dragon ball <laughs> uh, if, if, if that's like an overlap then boy this game is for you it's it's blistering in its pace when there's not like i've pulled wins out in online matches that no game has come close to mimicking. And I say that after... I've had some pretty good wins in Overwatch with the, with you guys, with the team. Yep. Where you're just, like, you're just pumping your fist at the end there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so few of them end with, like, a clutch vanish to behind to level 3's, like, special finisher that's just so flashy that my eyes want to melt out of my sockets. <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters is so true to the anime. The flashy attacks, the 15 frames per second for, for like, the the cutaway moments filled with Easter eggs, like dramatic finishes and openings. And recently there's a second anime music pack that you can buy overpriced, but has some very good Dragon Ball super, super music in it. I just wish that the game was getting a better shake from the anime rights holders, but yeah, we'll see if that changes in the new year. Yes. There's like one more tournament for the official like world tour. If we hear nothing about its future then, I my heart will break because I want a season two for this game so badly. Please, Axis, please Namco Bandai, please um Toei, Shusita, like
0: make it happen. Like it 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 seems like a no brainer to do more of this because know, it, it sold like, so well, it was received critically and publicly so well. Um and But the right holders are so weird with Dragon Ball stuff. Yeah. It's a real shame, but... They're yeah. like,
1: hey, we'd rather you make a new game. Let's make a new game and we can sell that to people again. Instead of, like, what, you just want to do another... You want to do, like, eight more characters and sell them, like, a $20 pass? No, no, no. Oh, God. I don't know. But I mean, this isn't, like, they've always been weird. Like, there's been no shortage of trouble with Team 4 Star. have had with these guys yeah, with their true. Dragon Ball Bridge series. So, we'll, I mean, we're going to find out this month. The, the last stop of the world tour happens and either we'll hear good news or we'll hear nothing. <laughs> but even even if not, if, if it ends, if it all ends here, uh, that game still to this day blows me away. The story mode was a bit grindy, a bit repetitive, but I mean, let's be real here, not going to a fighting game for the story mode. I did like the setup of it. What I played of it, I
0: liked the setup it was cool. of it. It was cool. It was cool. Neat.
1: The problem was there was like, three iterations of that setup, and you're like, all right. Yeah. I kind of get it now, but all yeah. oh
0: well. It was, it was so uh, dumb. There's like, whoa, somebody, you're inside Goku's body. Yeah, what I know, the it's hell? So stupid. It's
1: so dumb. But, but I was, for every dumb yeah, for- moment like that, there was a hilarious fan service encounter. Like everyone on this, on the ship, like krillin goku frieza cell everyone just ragging out yamcha and just me being in hysterics i'm like it's true yamcha's useless like everyone gets it except he's frieza's never met the guy except he's good in this game he is good in this game he's really good yeah uh, uh, look, so 2018 will be known as the as the year that gave me two fighting games I love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It'll also be known as the year that gave me two fighting games I love, where the characters I like aren't good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. My bo- my boy Freezer, not super competitively viable in that game.
0: Yep. It's
1: hard to build a team around him, and he just gets he just gets destroyed. But oh well, I still love whipping out a clutch like Golden Freezer finisher it just feels good
0: <laughs> i did see you do that over the christmas break when i was watching you play it was very impressive it's fun. yeah
1: it's just fun to. it's just so cinematic
0: yes yeah no you're right it is like if anything else i, I enjoyed about that game was what looking at it so it's, oh
1: yeah oh man just watching this game in motion yeah it's very, oh. pretty. very like pretty. i will boot i will boot it up to just fight some ai to look at the game run because it just it just looks like dragon ball z should
0: yep and yeah it's it it boggles the mind how they pulled that off yeah
1: but they're going to keep doing it man they have got grand blue up next and it looks yep. incredible and then who knows what's after that mm
0: i know what i wanted to be Karen. and i don't know i it probably will be that, but I, we'll mm. see yeah and I, I, i'm i'm yes please anyway <laughs> um, let's not fake fo- we, we said we wouldn't focus on the future too much i know um that's that's my fault sorry. Alright, would you like to hear my number 6 game, Kyron? Lay it on me. Cool, my number 6 game is Forza Horizon 4. Uh, When I got my Xbox One early last year, I played a decent amount of Forza Horizon 3. Uh, I was in desperate need for some arcade racing in my life, and this seemed to tick the boxes. And for the most part, I enjoyed it. So when Forza Horizon 4 launched on Games Pass, I had to check it out. And oh boy, was it a treat. I played this game solidly for at least a month and a half, and and returned to it sporadically throughout the rest of the year. Visually, it was stunning, with the most beautiful game rendition of the English countryside I've ever seen, and then backed it up with tight racing that wasn't too heavy on the simulation side, but with enough realism to keep things interesting. On top of this, the addition of literal seasons that would change, the game every week was super cool, almost completely changing the map from hot summer days to blisteringly cold frozen lakes. I often think about going back to this game and playing some more and it has really stuck with me how much fun I had with it, my uh with my time with it. If this is as close as I'm gonna get to an arcade racer these days, I could do a lot worse. Um I at least once a week think, man, I should play some more Forza. Like <laughs> it's just I had so much fun with that game. Um the soundtrack as well, which I didn't mention then, like the soundtrack is obviously licensed music, but it's so good. There's some songs on that that I have just great memories of every time I hear them in my Spotify playlists of, like, just driving through the countryside. One in particular, um, Never Say Die by Churches, um, which I've just been listening to their latest album, and it's so good. But um, this song's from that. um, Just driving, like, not even in a race, just driving from one point to the other in the, the English countryside uh, with the sun slowly setting and this, like, beautiful, like, synth rock like swelling up as I'm coming over the top of a mountain and seeing the, the sunset. It was just glorious. And I yeah, this game's so good. And if you've got an Xbox One and Game Pass, you've got no excuse. Check it out. Um yeah, because I mean, you never know, you might end up liking it. Cause I believe you had a good time with it, go, Kyron. Yeah, look, I
1: spent surprisingly more time with this game than I thought I would. Mm. And then you told me that I hadn't finished the tutorial yet and I was like <laughs> I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's it's a tutorial, but it's also, like, to get you used to what type of events and what type of...
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, uh, but
0: I but totally then, understand. But then you, when you laid it on me, but then, like,
1: the seasons change, like, it's out of my hands. I'm like,
0: ah, nah. Well, I, I like the I, fact, I, I love the fact that it's, it's like, a season of yeah. Overwatch or a season of something like one of those games but like it's every week and it just changes to a literal new season which is cool
1: yeah yeah which is and i can it's a great way to sort of keep the players coming back mm-hmm. but I, I kind of wish there was a mode where i could control the seasons yeah i can already i can already sort of rewind time so why not give me control of the seasons huh I fe- i'm basically a, a god in the car so i i forget that you can rewind time because i turned that off
0: um no nah, man it's the best uh i take that reality i got that i gotta get that xp bonus man that's Oh, that's another cares? thing too. No, well, that's the thing though. I like the fact that if you if you do want to play with like all the assists off, like rewind off all this sort of stuff, you get more. You get rewarded for it. So if you do start getting better at the game, um, you, you can sort of start challenging yourself to be more, you know, realistic with things and and get rewarded for it. So you can just
1: your way. You're going to be playing the next forts of motorsport next year. I look.
0: Look. Maybe, because it's probably going to be on Game Pass and I probably will. But there's there's something about Horizon where, where it does strike that line between sim and arcade and it sits very comfortably in the middle and it doesn't really go either way. And I like that. I actually really do enjoy that um, because I started using things like racing lines to sort of, you know, corner a lot more effectively and, and adapting my strategies and adjusting parts of the car to to be more how I want to be. Uh, prepared for a certain race or, or something. Um, and just like all the different events that would appear around the countryside as well. Like all the, the signboards you can smash, all the, the barn finds. I love those. They were in three, but they came back in this, which were just like, you'd be driving along and then on the, over the radio station, there'd be like the, the, the radio DJ would be like, Hey, so, um, we hear there's a, there's a barn find out. We hear there's like a rare car somewhere hidden out there. We've got a hot tip and then you'll get like a, a call from one of the, the, the organizers of the event. And they're like, hey, dude, we just found out there's like, we got a hot tip. There's a car out there. Be the first one there. Let's go. Let's let's go and check it out. And it just pops up with like a radar on your map in a certain area of the map. And you go there, you drive around, um, and then you find a barn. You get a really cool car for it. And I had one of my favorite moments of like being in an online game last year. When the game launched, I was like, it was like three days after it launched, and I got a a tip for a um, for a barn find, and I drove there. And when I got there, there was like five other cars just driving around in this empty field, just just circling around. And I'm like, they're all doing the same thing. But then one of them who ended up finding it kept using the in-game chat and saying, "Follow me, follow me, follow me," and so everyone was like, "All right, cool, we'll go to that guy. We'll find. Oh, that's he's over there. Cool." went to him and he was just sitting at the front of the barn and he was just letting everyone that was there is like, Hey guys, I found it. Come and come and gre- tag this car. And, um, it was so cool. And then like everyone got the car and we jumped back into our cars and waved goodbye and then <laughs> drove off into the sunset. It was so great. Um, but Did you ever say that you were on mixer? I didn't No, I actually, cause you, I think to unlock that, you actually have to like start mixer. And I was like, I can't be fucked doing that for a joke. <laughs> it's i'm on mixer yeah i i didn't do that there's some there's some pretty great quick chat options though that you can unlock um there's a whole like sea of thieves one um you can get like horns that are based around different like microsoft first party games so you can get like sea of thieves the sea of thieves theme and the halo theme as a horn um which is pretty cool and then there's the halo event you can drive the warthog around which is so cool um yeah. some
1: of the events and the missions were very cool.
0: Yeah, like the the stunt quest in particular, yes. I
1: very much enjoyed.
0: Yeah, the stunt one's the best one, which is a shame. It's the first one you do. Actually, no, there's another one too. There's like a, a YouTuber that she's doing like a top ten list of like her favorite um, cars from video games, and so you basically get to do like reenact parts of video games in like modified versions of the of the, that car that it's based off. And she. But do like you a, get the blue falcon? You don't get the blue Falcon, no because that's my favorite racing game Joel. and I uh, look look they they all the ones that she mentions are based on actual cars, unfortunately, so come on that's that's, that's getting get crazy
1: next time guys that's that's let's <laughs> open it up
0: oh I, I, I'm sure their fu- playground games is furiously taking those um, <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding, I'm sure they are, but uh yeah, that's my my number six game is Forza horizon four I just so good, so good. Uh, My number six was Monster Hunter World, as already discussed. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going back to back then. Ah, Okay, Kyron. We're getting to the pointy end here. We're halfway. This is where where things are going to get really interesting, I think. So my number five game is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That is my number four. Number four. Oh, okay. Cool. This is actually working out all right. Uh, it's insane that in a year that we got a brand new Smash game that is this far down on my list, but it's just a testament to how crazy 2018 was for games. Nonetheless, Smash Ultimate was always going to be good, in some way. The reveal that everyone is here was so mind-blowing that I still can't believe it's true. Looking at the character select screen still blows me away, uh, and that's before we even get into how the game plays and feels. This is easily my favourite Smash game, lovingly crafted and given the respect and care that each of the multitude of franchises represented deserves. I played World of Light to completion and honestly loved every minute of it. Even the bullshit fights that kicked my ass all over the shop. And playing with friends is still an absolute joy. Sitting on the, the same couch or even online, uh, which in my experience has worked like a dream. A new Smash game will always deserve a special spot in my heart, even if it is down the list a little. Um, A Smash, man. I had to be there. Yeah, I mean, it was always going to be in my list.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was... It was a simply a choice of uh, when it came out. Where? Yes. And it, this game came out at the side of December. My my game timer has clocked ninety hours already. Yeah. Like I've played heaps of you guys. I've played World of Light to completion. I've spent like nearly six or seven hours online. Mixed mixed bag. Yep. Matches of you guys good. Matches of some random people. Boy, the impact input lag makes this game bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, as I said earlier, uh, my characters that I love doomed to suck is bad for Ridley because Ridley just gets juggled like nothing else, which sucks. Yeah, but this this video game is just it is a it is a video game party this year. Mm-hmm. This is it's, as you said meticulously crafted. So many nods and Easter eggs and songs and like little things that you. Why is that there? Because Sakurai cares. We Sakurai spoils us every Smash game, and I know the community is always there's always that that back and forth mm-hmm. the infamous melee discussion yeah i think ultimate i agree it is my favorite smash game and i think it i think it's getting hard to say that it's not the best one like it, it i think it is
0: i think I, I think it is it's 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 almost like a culmination like it's i it I, is. I, I, this would, is a- I would be very surprised if this wasn't going to be the platform for smash brothers going forward um I mean, I think it'll. I think we'll still
1: get. I mean, it'll definitely be the platform for Switch. I think next gen. Some things might change. For like characters have got to go.
0: Yeah. True. Yeah. Maybe Had it, strip it back a little bit.
1: I can't imagine how much of a nightmare because I don't forget by the time this DLC is done for this game, this this game will have eighty characters. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Who is balancing this roster? It's
0: yeah, but that's the thing though. Like it's it feels balanced. Like, if this about, unless unless you want to play Little Mac, don't play Little Mac. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, just play Little Mac just as long as you're on a stage that...
1: And that everyone else is playing as Little Mac as well. Yeah. So, like, it, you're, you've all got the same sort of handicap.
0: Yeah, no, but if, you, if you're... As long as you're not on, like, a floating stage, if you're on, a, on like, one that has floor constantly, you're fine. <laughs> like, I guess... So, like, like Bridge of Eldon
1: or something. Yeah. Like, like or, a like, a straight like horizontal plane. we Fit
0: Studio or something, like... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I can see it. I can I can see it. There are plenty of like <laughs> spots where he is a I, Hey, look, put him in bloody I know it's a terrible level especially if you're playing with only a few people, but great cave offensive. We don't talk about a stage. hey fucking he great just punch him into the lava and they're dead. The stage just hot garbage. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not great.
1: Um But I uh, but yeah, like this game is so much love has been put into this game. Absolutely. And, like, there are still little things that you discover when you play it. Like, I I had him unlocked for a while, but it wasn't until, like, the other, like, maybe last week or the week before, I was playing around with Incineroar and noticed that he has little celebrations when he pulls off a move yes
0: like that's such a little
1: thing that doesn't need to be there
0: but it is there he does it's my favorite thing it's my favorite thing when he like yeah pulls off like a charge smash attack and he like does like the rah like two hands up the yeah he celebrates because he's a wrestler and it's great how much they leaned him into that persona Incineroar is my boy he is my boy um and it's the thing too like all the newcomers that we've got have been Great and varied as well. Like they, they all play completely differently, and it's so cool to see. Um, yeah,
1: like the inklings are really interesting the way that they have to balance sort of their ink levels with how they fight and yes. find the right openings to retreat into the ink to refill it. Yep, King K rule is garbage, and I hate him <laughs> He's... for having, like, two ranged options, a ridiculous recovery, yeah, and so many hard-hitting attacks. Okay,
0: we were saying before about how balanced the game is. Like, there are exceptions to the rule, and King K. rule is the The Belmonts exception. just
1: rule the stage.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Belmonts are... Yeah, they're pretty gnarly they, as well.
1: They will throw out so many projectiles that you're just going to be like, all right, I I got to find my way in, but there's an axe going in an arc above me a cross coming towards me and holy water behind me burning and i just i and they can whip me from where they are yep. i don't know what to do <laughs>
0: yeah it's
1: yeah um and that state of playing as ridley it's just great to sort of try to fight the enemy but be hit and then juggled into the air <laughs> and then knocked off the stage and his recovery doesn't work properly so you just die that's good
0: not not bitter at all Karen. Not- The recovery doesn't work properly. It doesn't. I know. It's you're well well within your rights to to feel that way. But
1: it's it is good to have Ridley. It's great to have. Yeah, like you said, everyone is here. Mm -hmm. Everyone's here. All the state like they've picked such a great selection of stages. Over eight hundred songs. At first, I wasn't sold on spirits. And whilst I do miss trophies, it's great to have like a gallery of thirteen hundred images essentially Mm -hmm. that just by having him as like i guess i'm not sure if it's like actually easier but the third party inclusions from that are great like i unlocked zero from metal gear solid 3 tonight as a spirit i'm like zero before he's in the wheelchair and a bastard yes (laughs) so great Um, like this this game is gonna it's gonna be my most played Switch game easily nothing will come close oh
0: yeah it's, I mean, it's
1: already at 90 hours I don't know what it'll be in a month it's gonna keep going up I
0: mean anytime that our friendship group is together like we're gonna play it at some I play smash <laughs> for, for some period of time it's gonna happen because that's it's smash man like that's what we do that's how that's what we've always done and that's what we like to do but so. that's a
1: thing isn't it because with Wii U and 3DS it didn't really happen
0: that's true yeah that's very true.
1: I mean, part of it is because online was not an option because it still didn't work properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even even when we would get together, we'd play it occasionally. But even when we had the 3ds one, it was just sort of like mm, I don't know. Yeah. But this one, no exceptions, it is gonna get played to death.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um. Cool. Smash Brothers, man. So my number yep. five, your number four. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, what's your number five, Karen? My number five is Marvel's Spider Man. That is my number three. Ooh. Mm.
1: <clears throat> I think. I, I think I am getting a feel for how our top our top four is gonna fall. Uh-huh. Even our top five, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, Marvel Spider Man. Obviously, Marvel is currently the shit. For lack of a better phrase, yeah. right? It's it's fair to say, staggeringly, no spectacular Marvel games have really dropped no looking at, looking at you Square Enix just yeah. say, oh yeah we're making ones Ugh. yeah uh, Fucking but when we got our first glimpse at Insomniac Spider-Man I think it was pretty clear it was going to be something special I don't think we fully realised until we played it how good it would be yeah. there were times in this game where I would boot it up for like half an hour just to swing through the city yes go from one end to the other and just I wouldn't achieve anything but the swinging the movement perfect Insomniac 10 out of 10 you nailed it yes uh Add on to that an interesting story that actually had some pretty good spins on like Spider-Man tropes. Mm-hmm. I felt I'm not a Spider-Man, you know, super fan. My, my knowledge is limited, but there were things again did where I was like, oh, I actually kind of didn't see that coming or it was an interesting change. Absolutely. And probably, I think probably, I mean, again, this might change. I don't. I don't know if it could change after tomorrow when I see Spider-Verse, but I think it's my favorite Peter Parker.
0: Y- I think it is. Yes. I, yes. Th-
1: yes. I yes. think it is. I like, Yuri Loneful yeah. nails both sides of Spider-Man. Yeah. And in particular, like, without spoiling it, there are some scenes in this game mm-hmm. where his voice acting blew me away. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, also, the, the combat's really snappy and fun. And... Yes. Even though it, it does follow the Batman formula, it makes sense. And Spider-Man still has his agility. He can... It it, it just works. Like, a big thing about Batman that stops me, and I get it, but Batman's quicker than he should be. I'm like, slow it down, dude. You're a big, muscly guy. Your suit's pretty heavy. But Spider-Man's just zipping around, yep. webbing his way to walls, jumping off of them, grabbing enemies, throwing them. It's like, it makes sense. And yes. it just clicked
0: so well. Well... So, my, my little my little rundown is that last year I finally got to play Sunset Overdrive, which is Insomniac's Tony Hawk-esque action-adventure game. Movement in that game is easily one of its strong points, and it's a shame the game didn't do so well, because I would have loved a sequel. But, out of the ashes of Sunset Overdrive, Insomniac got a chance to prove themselves on a major level with the release of Marvel's Spider-Man. Using, only, uh, using what they obviously learned about movement and flow from Sunset Overdrive, they have adapted it into what is easily the best Spider-Man game to date, and I personally feel this is the best superhero game out there. Uh, Web slinging through New York is a goddamn dream, and the combat builds on the Batman formula known so well, but adds a layer of skill and finesse to it. The more you get to know the systems at play, the more badass you feel. Exploring the various side quests was a treat, and all the collectibles have a place narratively which shows a level of care and love to the source material unparalleled. And speaking of the narrative, what a roller coaster! At times predictable, but by no means disappointing, this rekindled my love for the friendly neighborhood web slinger in a way I haven't felt for years. A necessity for Spidey fans and video game fans alike. Yeah, I just. This game is so good! like, after seeing Spider-Verse, I just wanted to come home and play it again, and I almost did I was almost, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do it next week, I'm gonna drop the cash on that, on the the DLC, because I want to go back to it so badly Um, it's just magical, it's such a joyous game, it still has so many emotional gut punches in it that uh, yeah, uh, that I didn't expect, and yeah, so good
1: very good, I, I I wish there were some more suits in there that I wanted. There's a mm-hmm. lot of suits that I would be like, "eh, don't need it."
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: true. I got like I got to the Iron Spider suit. I'm like, I'm good.
0: Um, on that note, make sure you sit to the end of the credits for Spider
1: Verse. Um, this this ain't my first
0: rodeo. Dude. I know, but just, but yeah, just yeah, it ain't my first rodeo. I know, I know, I know it's not, but just
1: yeah. Um, I'll talk about that later. But I me, mean, honestly, I would say the same for this game. Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> yes. Hey, guess what? If it's a Marvel thing, just keep this, your butt in the seat.
0: Yep. And it is, until they like force you out. It is a really good singer at the end of um, at the end of uh, Marvel Spider Man, which is yeah, it's great. Uh, just yeah, and the, like introducing Miles into that world as well. And just having Spider Man in a world where he has been Spider Man for a, for a long yes. time, and everyone and experienced knows, Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows Spider Man. They have their thoughts on Spider Man, but you know, for the most part, everyone's pretty like, yeah, whatever. Um, making Making J Jonah Jamison like a, a, a like Alex Jones esque podcaster was such a clever move. Um, he was it was so so hilarious every time he pop up. And you play a new episode of his podcast, and you're just like, "You're such a knob," but I love you so much. Um, The one thing that could have been made better by that is if they actually got J.K. Simmons to reprise the role. But we can't have everything.
1: (laughs) True, we can't. Especially not J.K.'s. He's he's been he's been him, and it's done now. Yes, we'll we'll always have those memories of the perfect J.J. He's so perfect. Oh, he is, no. he just, he was JJ. He yes. was Jameson. Like it just, it, you couldn't have picked a better person to cast that role. And I assume that's why he hasn't showed up We well, didn't show up in Homecoming. It's like, no, we can't do that now.
0: Yeah, true. <laughs> it's well, already happened. It also kind of makes sense too. Is that, that Peter Parker's still a little bit young, so. Yeah, true. I, I, they could put him in the background, but yeah, it's he's still a bit young for that. Maybe in like the, not far from home, but the one after that, maybe. He might start being looking into Korea or something. Um, but yeah, like it, uh, this game is so good. And I just, yeah, it was one of those games that I just, when I wasn't playing it, I just wanted to talk about it or wish I was playing it still. Um, yeah. So good. So, so good. So you're number like, four, my number
1: three,
0: y- oh, no, my, my, my five, you're number five, my number three. Sorry. There we go. I'm jumping the gun. Um, <laughs> Awesome. Any, my, any final thoughts on Spider-Man?
1: Just, I almost want to give a round of applause to Insomniac for pulling it off. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's, again, like I said at the start, it's it's been weird not having more Marvel games out there, mm-hmm. but when Spider-Man dropped into my lap, what a treat. Oh, yes. Like, I just think about swinging around the city sometimes and just how good it was and just how the music would swell oh, as you, yes. just in
0: timing. And the dialogue Brilliant. as well, like, like um, Peter Parker's dialogue would change depending on how much strain he was under yes. while swinging like that.
1: And again, much, much like we were talking about how some games just get situations, right. There is a cutscene in this game where I am like, I've been there. Yep. I've been in this, in this, not obviously not as a Spider-Man, but who knows, could be a secret, but <laughs> in God. that exact situation, in that exact conversation, it's gone. No, I feel you. I feel you, Peter.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's surprisingly grounded at moments, this game, yeah, which is great. Like, to to be able to make a superhero relatable is no easy task, because, you know, they're superheroes.
1: But if there's ever a candidate for it, it's always Peter Parker. Yeah,
0: true, actually, yeah, it's
1: very, like, you know. Or Spider-Man in general, really. a lot of the Spider-Man yeah, characters, Yeah, especially Spider-Man.
0: Spider-Man, God, fucking Spider-Man, um... Cool. All right. Well, So it was your number five. So I've got to do number four now, don't I? Have you, have you done your four? I haven't. I haven't.
1: Okay. So, cause my four was, my four was smash. That's right. Yours so. was smash.
0: That's okay. That's, that's where I'm getting confused here. All right. Well, anyway, my number four game, uh, year of the platformer, uh, is Celeste. Celeste is my number three. Number three. Oh, well, that's worked out well. Okay, yeah, this is actually going to go... Pretty- I think a lot of people, could, like, they've, they've figured it out now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, but where do they fall? You'll have to wait and see. But... I still, do- I still don't know. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm pretty I'm confident. Like, but-
1: as we're going, I'm like, oh, <laughs> sweating it. bullets.
0: Oh, on-air switch. I like it. Um, But... Matt Makes Games' first game, Towerfall, was a great party game, very much akin to the frantic, fast-paced gameplay and strategy of a Smash game. So when Celeste released in early 2018, I was already intrigued. But hearing people talk about this game and how it affected them made me very keen to check this out, and oh boy, was I not let down. The fact that this is a pixel-perfect platformer that can stand up with the likes of a Super Meat Boy uh, uh, or, or the like... But that tight gameplay is wrapped up in a fantastic and extremely relevant story with such a mammoth achievement. Using the metaphor of climbing a mountain to address such delicate issues as mental illness and depression is incredibly clever, and in practice, it works. It works so damn well. Combined with a blissful, cheap tune soundtrack, this game is unmissable. Please go and play this. You will not regret it. Um, (laughs) Yeah the more I think about this game and the more I h- hear people talk about this game in their subsequent game of the year episodes, it's just, it hits home how big this story is. Um, like it, in terms of like scope, it, it's, it's a small story, but it's just what it achieves and what it gets across and actually achieves and getting across is just so impressive um
1: yeah it's real
0: it's yeah it is i mean like the whole idea of here yeah, climbing climbing a literal mountain to you know it, it's because it's often used as a metaphor of like you know i have got to climb the mountain to you know i'm still working my way up the mountain sort of thing but well,
1: especially again and like thrown into a the mix there with the with the story about how how she ends up handling the the, the dark side of her the, yes. the side that she views as bad mm-hmm.
0: it's just it's so good just but yeah it, yeah i yeah i don't even want to talk about
1: no so, no me neither like, absolutely yeah
0: um it's yeah the third act of that game is phenomenal so good um, again killer
1: soundtrack on Spotify. yes
0: so good yes um god like to back up like, cause t- like I said, Towerfall was such a good game and it's so it's so much fun. We've had a couple of good nights playing Towerfall Ascension. Um, it is that just absolute chaos, especially when you throw in all the different um, modifiers and stuff into the mix. It can be just absolutely frantic. But to back it up with, you know, a, a, a platformer, it's like, all right, that makes sense. The the platforming elements of Towerfall were pretty tight, and the gameplay and controlling and controls were pretty tight.
1: Like, generally, when you died, it was because you messed up. Yeah. But, again, because it is, like, one of those pixel-perfect platformers, it also has that zappy, quick um, restart. So, it's like, who cares? I'll just do it again. It doesn't yes. matter. Yes. Plus, the, the, the overall message of this game is, like, it doesn't matter if you die. You just, you'll just get better. That, but
0: <laughs> yeah. And they get the award for best tooltip of all time. Which is don't be don't be ashamed of your death count. Be proud of it. It means that you're learning. Yeah. And I was like, oh yes, 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 That's yes. Like that
1: is that is a tool tip that summarizes why
0: I love mm-hmm. Dark Souls. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No, I don't think I need. We need to say much more about Celeste no, because it's it's a very good game. Check it out. Yeah. You just please play it. It's so good. Um. So good. Uh, all right, so your number four was Smash, wasn't it? Smash, yes. So my number me. three was Spider-Man. So it's me again. It is you again, yes.
1: <sighs> okay, I'm just going to stick with how I had it written down. Oh, here we go. So my number two is
0: God of War. No comment. Well, I, that doesn't make my... Much- there's not much point in hiding it. That's my number one. Just, it's, you,
1: it edged it out, did it? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, here we are, Joel. It's the year 2018, and I actually care about Kratos. Yes. Like, I I think I said that a lot back when we first played the game, but it's still a thought that I... It's hard to wrap my head around, because Kratos is a character, in, in like the early God of Wars, you were like, oh, wow, that's... It's sort of tragic what happened with him, but by by three you're like, I don't care anymore. Like he's just decapitating gods. Who cares? None of this matters anymore. But with the twenty eighteen God of War, Son of Monica managed to like they grounded this character. Yeah. They made you care about him and his son Atreus and this new strange world he's found himself in and the the story of it unfolds and the combat. Still having that focus on combat, but pulling the camera in, making it feel more intense, making you really keep an eye on what you could see and being aware that like you've got a blind spot and it's pretty big. Yeah. So you've got to be you've got to be on the move, constantly like managing that Leviathan axe, throwing it the most satisfying sound when you call it back for funk into your hand. Probably my favorite sound this year, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. If I could if it was like a top like sounds of the year, <gasps> sound effects of the year for twenty eighteen. I think this the sound when it hits Kratos' hand when he calls it back, number one, easily. Yep. <laughs> it's I've just so satisfying. Agreed, yes. Uh, uh, but also, this game does such a good job of being... It's not an open-world game, but it rewards your exploration with with meaningful little side quests that have little stories to tell, and they're all worth checking out. Yeah. And I've... Damn it, the name of him is, is escaping me, The Heavy You Carry Around...
0: Um oh shit. Oh it
1: starts with M-, M Oh no Is it
0: mo- mo- Morden Morden? No, it's not Morden. No, it's not, it's... it's
1: not Morden. Oh Jesus. I my everyone who likes Norse mythology is screaming at me, right? Yeah. It's Which I gotta say, the uh taking the step into Norse mythology, the right choice. Oh hundred percent, yeah. Um and playing with what people knew about that already, because they got me pretty good a couple of times by doing that.
0: Mm hmm. Uh all right so settle in. I, I've got a bit to say about this. Just M- Mimir. Yeah, Mimir. That's it. There we Mimir
1: go. was an endless source of wonderful Norse stories. Yes. Every time he talks, listen to him. Yes. It is a treasure.
0: Yes. 100%. Um, but here it is. This is my personal number one game for 2018. Uh, the God of War franchise is an interesting one. Exploring mythology in a violent and vengeance filled ballet of blood and angry scowls sure was a great amount of fun. But the lead character of Kratos was always seen as a one-note protagonist. I loved those early games, look back fondly on them, but it is impossible to deny that Kratos was in fact a bit of a dick. Uh, cut to E3 2016, where we saw this new Kratos for the first time. He was older, calmer, had a child in his care. Intriguing was an understatement. But as we saw more of the game in the lead-up to the release of 2018's PS4-exclusive God of War, we began to see a new side of this character, and now having experienced this story, it is in fact the real deal. Kratos now had someone to prove himself to, but not in the typical way of uh, murder and revenge, but of shaping into the person he wishes he could have become, or be, he could have been, sorry. The addition of Atreus was a masterful stroke in giving Kratos a reason to stop and think about his actions, and maybe attempt to redeem what little humanity he had left within him. Corey Barlog and the team at Sony Santa Monica have crafted an experience that will stick with me for years to come, and some story elements that truly affect me still. And this is all before the tight, responsive gameplay that is coupled with this beautiful and somber narrative. The Leviathan Axe is, I think, one of my favorite video game weapons of all time, with the responsive and tactile feeling of throwing the axe out mid-fight, brawling a droga in fisticuffs, and recalling the axe back with the most satisfying thud before striking the final blow makes me giddy every time I did it. And on top of all of this, it is presented in one continuous shot. There is no cuts for cutscenes or loading parts of the world, it's all there in front of you from go to woe. Speaking of Woe, this game had one of the best kept and satisfying reveals of the year, maybe ever, linking this game to the ones of old. This is one of the most cinematic games I've ever played, and I have constantly thought about it since rolling credits mid-2018. This is gaming at its finest, and I cannot wait to see where we go with this new three-dimensional Kratos in the future. The highest of kudos to Cory and his team, you have truly captivated and breathed new life into a relic of gaming's past. Kratos is back, and he is here to stay i i when I was thinking about obviously the number one and two spots, it was obviously much like you it was flicking between two particular games um but I just this game I loved every minute of it, I honestly did even when I was angry at it i i just i loved it, and then the payoff for all the story and the the blind the blindsiding of that moment still amazes me. I was blown away by that, and it was one of, it, it was a great moment, but also like when it happened, I was just like, "Of course." Well, that's the thing though. Like, but it was at a point in the game where it was like, "It's too far." Like, it's uh, it feels like it's we're, we're like essentially like two thirds of the way, maybe it's like just before the third act.
1: Again, the big thing for me was I still had like 20 skill points. I'm
0: like, is it going to something? So that's the thing. Like, I, because I had those there, I just didn't bother opening it up again. So I didn't think about it. And then, yeah, I, it was It was literally like it. Got, I gasped out loud when I got to that moment. And I just, it, yeah. And, and that combined with just the story itself and some of the moments that happened in that game, and the way that the world changes around you, and the fact that they made this character that was so unlikable into a character that I actually gave a fuck about. And, like, you said as well, like, you actually gave a shit about him. And, I care. Like, yeah.
1: Kratos, before this, who cares? Honestly, I'm even sugarcoating when I say the, oh, that was sort of a tragic thing back in the day. Because who cares? Like, mm-hmm. Kratos was a jerk. At yeah. no point was he a character where I was like, oh, he. Killed his family because he was deceived. Oh, that's such a shame. Mm-hmm. I don't. He was just so violent, and they didn't focus it on those moments enough. Yeah, but yeah, this game they really did, and it paid it paid dividends.
0: It it, it almost seemed like he was irredeemable, and for them to be able to turn around and redeem him somewhat was uh, that alone is incredibly impressive.
1: Plus, holy shit, this game wins points for for um. Like, really, boy, you get a feel for what it would be like fighting a god. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In ways that the series has not done.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, I think a lot of people were kicking around the term that that was the best superhero fight of 2018. It was. And I agree. After saying that, like, Spider-Man was the best superhero game out there, which I still believe it is, but man, that fight, it was- Was the best superhero fight. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa, it was good. And again, it's all one shot. There are no cuts, and it just the moments that there were so many like intimate close up moments, coupled with like then the other end of the spectrum of like these giant epic open moments, um, it was so satisfying and yeah, and it also helps too that Corey Barlog is just a lovely person, like anytime I I was saying to you before we started recording, I was watching him on a, a kind of funny podcast and i could i just like listening to him he's so positive and so lovely and i i i have a, a lot of respect for him he's probably one of my favorite game designers out there i think just i he's such a genuinely nice person and has created something out of this um i i want to say masterpiece out of this you know dead franchise essentially because it was it was dead for years when was god of war 3 oh, was like
1: but jolly, you forget, there were the spin-offs and that, that sort of dragged its sorry carcass along. Yeah, true. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, I don't know. I just...
0: Even with because all that was on that top that, of it. Because there was that
1: weird one, like, late in the PS3's life cycle, that had, like, multiplayer and stuff. Oh. Oh. I forget its name, but yeah, but, like, there was, like, after God of War 3, oh, there was one more.
0: Ascension, that's right, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Didn't play that one. Didn't, I mean, even
1: had no interest.
0: <laughs> yeah. But like, I, 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 I really enjoyed one, two, and three, but like, I was done
1: with, I was done with God of War. I played three, but it was nothing really for me, honestly, but that just makes this game an even greater achievement. Yeah. Like it, it brought me back from the last God of War game I played. It was sort of just an empty experience. I was just like, well, I did it, I Killed Zeus, I guess.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> but I, I none, none of it. Really, it didn't have any weight for me, honestly. By the end of it, yeah, I like I said, I have fun memories of playing it, and I, I, I really do still like. I mean, the opening of of three is still super cool. Like it is,
1: and it's so good. And then you get to the top, and they're like, ha ha,
0: throw you across the country. Yeah. Like, all right, yeah,
1: cool, yeah. And I and I get it because there's a big gap between two and three, and I guess they didn't really know, like they finished two, they were like. We've got another game to do after this. Because yeah. the ending of two, the way it ends, you're like, oh, I am so ready for God of War Three. Yep. And you get there, you're like, this is amazing. And then you get thrown to the other side of the world. You're like, okay. Ah,
0: fuck. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> um Yeah, I well, I and again, like this is obviously this is the beginning of a story as well. Like this it is, is the new It does a great Kratos. job of setting that up. It does. And there's a yeah, again, much like talking about sitting through credits. Poor oh boy. Uh, <laughs> this one has a very nice one that is very exciting. Um, that I don't want to talk about too much because it's uh, yeah. Like I said, the way this game sort of play, like it,
1: it, I think it has some level of awareness for like what people might expect. Yes, from Kratos going Kratos plus Norse mythology equals this. Yes, and it does some clever things that caught me off guard. Hmm.
0: It's a much um, more yeah. It's, for a God of War game, it's a much more intimate story. Um. Oh yeah, definitely. Because again, it keeps the cast small. Yes. Yes, and that's yeah. You're 100 right. Um,
1: it's I, it's fair to say it's probably like what four, pr-
0: maybe five principal characters. Yeah, I'd say that, and then a couple of side characters. Hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I it's so when I started writing about like writing that stuff down about god of war that it, in my head i was just like no this this makes sense for me this makes sense um i think the whole thing was so tight as well from start to finish it's it, it, there's not a moment of wasted space in that game i i truly believe um every moment there's something to do There's um places to go there's there's constant moving forward uh, and progression and i i really love that um and that is why it is my number one game of 2018 so begs the question though karen doesn't really beg the question it really though does it no um cool all right well um i'm gonna rattle off what i had to say about it so my number two game of the year was red dead redemption 2 Uh, what number two crazy i know but when you have a year like 2018 the pointy end of top 10 lists is going to be tough to number and order i was a huge fan of rockstar's original wild west adventure so when red dead 2 was confirmed to exist hype levels were through the roof and after spending hours upon hours with arthur morgan and the, the vandalin gang the hype was justified admittedly the game fights you at first introducing systems upon systems to maintain your character and the world around you. But after a while, it just clicks, and venturing out on hunting treks or checking in on fellow gang members becomes second nature. Speaking of the various activities littered throughout the game's expansive map, there is so much content. It's borderline overwhelming. But everything from the main story quests and set pieces to the Easter eggs and minor treasure hunts, there is always something new to discover at every turn. Gameplay is great, albeit with a few input lag gripes I have, But these fall to the wayside when you just sit back and let the world engulf you. And the story. The story, Karen. There is an epic, this is an epic in every sense of the word. Spanning years and going to places I've rarely experienced in a video game narrative. Coupled with some of the best performances of the year or even ever. With Roger Clark's Arthur Morgan, one of the most captivating leads I've ever had the pleasure of witnessing. This truly is a game that will be remembered and looked back on for years to come. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's hard, it was so hard, God of War just, just eked it out, but that's definitely not downplaying my thoughts on, on Red Dead 2, that game is still incredibly special, um, yeah, yeah, (laughs) it does some stuff that I did not expect, again, and, um, yeah, super impressive.
1: As much as I loved the portrayal of Kratos,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the end he was still a god. Right. The the way this that Red Dead Redemption 2 develops Arthur and like throws roadblocks in front of him and the the forced changes that he has to sort of deal with and after that. Like Arthur is easily my favourite character this year. Mm-hmm. And a large part of that helps elevate, like, the story of Red Dead Redemption 2. Watching, uh, it's it's so hard to talk about why I love this game without it just spoiling it all. Yeah. But the the journey it goes on, it takes you on. Granted, it's going to, you have to be patient. You have to be willing to let this game be like, look, I'm going to take probably 40, 50 hours to do. Yeah. And... I played it for a whole month and I don't think I've actually really done that with a game since persona five. Right. Whereas it's like every, like this entire month I'm playing this game and that's just, that's it. Yeah. It, 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 but when I hit credits on that game, it just, I was blown away. This, like this is Rockstar's best game. Yep. By like a country mile. Yep. Finally, finally red dead one has been unseated. (laughs) Yeah, it really has. Yeah. Uh, I hope they've got something special planned for GTA six.
0: Well, we'll see. yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh
1: I like again, it's one of those things where a lot of people like the gripes that people have with this game, I get it. Like the, there's so many systems to manage. Mm-hmm. Uh it again, it takes a long time. There are so many missions to do, there'll be there'll be points where you're not doing a whole lot. But just riding across that and this game, <laughs> it looks so good.
0: It really I, does.
1: I don't think anything that's coming out this year will look better than this game. Yeah. Nothing that came out last year looked better than this game. Yeah. I'd make it. would
0: make an argument for Forza Horizon Four,
1: but. Yeah, I mean, I guess a racing game. Hey. But not. I, I, what I mean is, racing games are always gorgeous. There's no question about yeah. how good they look. Like even when you go back to the older gens, like honestly, the games that stand out the best will be the racing games, yeah, those but things
0: are ridiculous, it's also too the fact that like even when you're standing still in in forza as well the 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 landscapes are gorgeous, but yeah, like Red Dead Twos is um yeah
1: in in Red Dead two, the worlds the, the world was so detailed, I was honestly hip and shouldering most doors and like this could open, yeah, it might, I don't know, yeah true. And just little things that are sort of nestled away in that game. Like I said, the Easter eggs. There are so many Easter mm-hmm. eggs to track down. The Strangers are just... Again, those, it's just the best story Rockstar's told. It's the most mature. It but it lives up to the redemption part of the name. And if you want to hear why I, I really love it, I guess you have to li- either play it yourself and then listen to our th- like two or three hour spoiler episode about it. Because... <laughs> yeah. But like again, like I said, I was tossing up till the last minute, like how God of War and Red Dead would shake out. Yep. But I think about, I think about Arthur. I think about that story. I think about what happens like in the last act of that game. Yeah. I think about how clever the epilogue is. Yes. Yeah, true. And how it sort of just makes me want to immediately play Red Dead 1 after it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just ready to go back. Yep. It's just so good. It is. And for for like for all the mistakes and the blemishes it has, like everything it gets right just elevates it so much higher for me and I don't think I'll forget that that Western Epic for a long time.
0: No. I and I don't think anyone will. I think anyone that's played that game to completion, I think, will it's in their eyes will will be it's a landmark game. It really is. Um, and I, like, I totally, I totally I, I agree with it being a landmark game. It's, yeah, uh, it, 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 it pains me that it's number two on my list. Like, I, what, what madness of a year was it that one of the games that I've been wanting for years is my number two game? <laughs> like, it's insane. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just it's it's so good everything about it's great um the, when you were saying about like it it's their most mature story rockstar's most mature story it's 100% correct and, and 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 i think that's huge as well yes it is it's it's almost a turning point for them um gta 5 had moments
1: yeah i guess but
0: in its own like gta
1: way but I th- I think the big thing for me, like, playing GTA V, was you got to the end of that game, and nothing really had changed. No, absolutely not. And- Like, the the characters in that game were always like, oh, I've got to, you know, got to do things differently. They never did, though. And, no. And, and, I don't know, it's not a huge deal. But, like, yeah. in Red Dead, though, the characters are like, they'll say something, and things happen. And the consequences of those things that happen just will stick with me. Yeah, true. They're very true. Very, very true. Um, and again, this, an understated soundtrack mm-hmm. that deserves more praise than it gets. Yep. Because there are some very good songs on here. Yes. Even just the simple ambient music that can kick in at any given time, including the incredibly creepy and um, unsettling tunes that play up in the northern forest areas yep. to this day creep me the hell out yep
0: it turns into like a weird
1: survival horror game at moments so yeah for it sure it does um and then you'll see like those yellow eyes on the road in front of ooh. you and the next thing you know you're getting attacked by a cougar or a, a, a the roar of a bear like it's coming from nowhere i man getting i would while. be ro- i was riding i was playing the game with my headphones on oh. riding through the northern countryside and i heard a grizzly bear yeah it's
0: terrifying Yeah, those <laughs> things are fucking gnarly um uh, that's why I did mention about God of War, the soundtrack of that is very good, very, very good as well. Very my like... favorite
1: part in that game soundtrack is a spoiler.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it, it, it still baffles me that it's number two on my list. I, I, I can't believe it, but it, I am, I'm happy with the way my list turned out, um, and I'm also happy in terms of content wise because it's nice that we had. Differing lists. It was a very, very yeah, I mean, varied list this year, and I think the last couple of ones we've done have been pretty, like beat for beat, almost slightly. Different I mean, it's order.
1: hard when there's when there's a persona,
0: really. Well, that's uh, yeah. In terms, of, I, I mean, like the whole list in general, like
1: oh, I mean, it definitely like especially the top five sort of fell into a where do
0: they fall? Yeah, but even then, it was still interesting because they they fell in different spots for the most part, which was cool. It was good.
1: Yeah, the gap, the gap between God of War and Red Dead 2 is very small. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of the thing that elevates it is just how invested I was in Arthur Morgan as a character. Mm-hmm. And it does help that you spend, like, 50 hours at basically living this guy's life. Yeah, true. And there are so many little parts to his story that are just utterly heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And gut-wrenching, and will stick with me. Yeah it's like roger clark just so good yeah. as arthur so good
0: fucking so good the whole cast is amazing in that as well though. yeah incredible yeah.
1: cast watching the game does such a good job as well of getting dutch from a to b where you know he's got to beat a certain point a exactly. dead one yeah. so you, it's, you spend all of that game waiting for a penny to drop but the slow burn that it takes you on was not what i expected on
0: and, and blew me away there was no one real moment where he just sort of no. snapped. it was yeah it
1: it just happened and it and i think that's part of why they made i'm not sure if it's the exact reason they made the game they did but it just felt so natural yeah like it was a as the experience was going on you could sort of see it happening and you as you yeah i don't know
0: it could be nothing else i can say yeah. no, nothing else about so it there could be an argument that it could be some sort of like actual like maybe a mental illness or like exactly well that's the thing isn't it like that the the overcoming because it does it is a slow burn but it is still kind of not really out of nowhere but out of nowhere a little bit it just sort of starts to slowly eat away um and i i often had the thought i was like is there something else that they're gonna explore here um and i didn't but it's 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 interesting food for thought i think I mean I think a lot of it comes down to
1: Dutch be- like becoming maybe not whether or not he was actually aware of it yeah is questionable but be- becoming who he really is yeah
0: true yeah the 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 mask finally fell off yes well that's it 2018 2018
1: man Rockstar get that Red Dead soundtrack
0: On Spotify ASAP, please. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not actually because it's not licensed music. So, and that's usually. I don't think the soundtrack's even out yet. Uh,
1: I think they're still like it's still to come. And right, there'll be like a vinyl pressing of it as well. I reckon. Probably, yeah. I'm not a vinyl person, but I think Red Dead Redemption Two soundtrack deserves it. I'm
0: starting to maybe think that I want to be one, (laughs) which is very dangerous and very. You are not ready for that, job. I'm really not. Really not, um but they're so pretty. Every time I go into JB and I like pick up the, I'm like they're so pretty. I saw there are some v- very good pressings, like some very good vinyl pressings
1: for game soundtracks being done as well. Yes, so it's dangerous. The one I saw
0: the other day though, Karen, I was walking by and I had to like double take back to go have a look at it. Um, I saw the the new Muse album.
1: Oh, and
0: just so good that album art in like nice big vinyl. Oh god, it looks good. I was like, I just want to buy it just for this. It looks so pretty. <laughs> um, but yes. I have seen it. It looks quite oh, nice. Yeah. God. Maybe I will. No. No. Anyway. Don't. Don't. 2018 was, uh, was, was a year. Uh, and it was such a big year. So many big games. So many games that like we played in general. Um, and so varied of different things. I mean, just looking at our lists, they're all over the shop. There's, you know... Action adventure games, there's strategy games, there's platformers, there's racing games, there's, there's everything all over the shop. Um, and I love that. It's so fascinating. So good. And I can't wait to see what 2019 brings for us.
1: Oh, I mean, when the first month has Resident Evil 2
0: remake and Kingdom Hearts 3, yep. like, you know, you are set for a wild year. Yep. No, we haven't got time to breathe. We're getting straight back to it. Um, But before we do get back to it, we have one other thing that we have to take care of as well. So stay tuned because the, uh, the video games battle Royale will make its return, uh, very, very soon. And it's going to be brutal, Joel. Um,
1: I don't know how it's going to go. mm, Yep.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, just, yeah. Saying those words over in my head, I was like. How is this going to go? Um, but if you want to find out how it'll go, you'll have to wait and tune in and listen to our episode where we break down 20 games. 20 games? I Have we
1: settled a number yet? We I don't haven't. Know. Yeah,
0: I know we did 20 last year, but as an amount of games and we whittle them down until only one victor is left and it is the 2018 Game of the Year for dialogue options as a whole. As a whole? Yeah. We have our own separate, differing lists where we have our own personal things, um, but this is the the, the the definitive winner. Joel, I hope I hope you are ready to be brutal this year. Look, I got some criticisms about not being brutal enough last year, uh, and you know what? I'm just gonna I'm, bring the heat. I'm, bring, I'm, I'm taking the gloves off. Let's go. Let's get <laughs> uh, knowing knowing how our our top two games were different. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, Joel, we will see. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe certain games have targets on them. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm not happy about those targets. But maybe, <laughs> like for me personally, like me targeting games, I'm like I'm not happy about this. But gotta do what I gotta do to survive, you know. So, yeah, have you picked your horse in the race? Not quite yet. I don't know whether okay. go, I don't know whether they go wild card yet or not. But we'll see. <laughs> Just like fucking super mario party number one there we go i will leave a podcast <laughs> <laughs> anyway you'll have to wait and see listening to that but thanks for joining us for our 2018 game of the year personal lists um it was a lot of fun it always is like man breaking down a, like
1: picking 10 games for a year and just breaking them down mm-hmm. is a good time it helps so we get to reflect back on what a crazy year it was for games yeah. but like sure, these are the 10 we picked, but there are so many more that that didn't get a, a look in, and so, not because they're not good, but just because these 10 I just loved so much.
0: And some that we missed, that we just didn't get to. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, you know, it, there are, there are I, numerous amounts of games. I have a, shrinked, a shrink-wrapped
1: copy of Assassin's Creed Odyssey oh, you got- ready to go the second there's, like,
0: a, an opening next year. I'm a... I, listening to Greg Miller talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey has almost sold me on it. And I'm like, this will be like the third time that I go for an Assassin's Creed game. Ever. <laughs> this is it. I hear it so this good. This is it. This is it. I, I'm going to try it, I think, later on at some point. And if this doesn't do it, then I'm I'm out. I'm hard out on Assassin's Creed. Like, it has to be. I have to draw the line somewhere. But people are just like, it's really good. And, and he was saying about how, like, you know, yeah, Origins is, was, was like a, uh, you know, reinvigorating the series and stuff. But he he was like, it's better than that. And it's much more focused. And I was like, okay, you've just addressed the problem I had with it. All right, fine. But plus man, ancient Greece, let's go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And again, a big thing for me was it was a game that I was like, I'm going to play this, but I'm also aware that it's like the biggest Assassin's Creed yet. And like the map
0: is one of the biggest in gaming People are and people are like. I just didn't have time for it this year. People were like drawing comparisons between it and The Witcher 3 in terms oh, of. Well,
1: this game is a lot like The Witcher 3. Yeah. It's even straight,
0: straight down to actual dialogue. Yeah.
1: Like having conversation options.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, a good name for a podcast.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's like the black and gold one.
0: <laughs> it's our knock- we've got a knockoff podcast. Conversation. With, Can't be options, it's gonna be something else. Um choices. Conversation choices, CC. Yeah, CC <laughs> Um Yeah, with with Schmiren and Schmoll. Uh anyway, look, that's that's it. We're gonna get we we're gonna go away and uh sharpen our knives and Oh, I'm ready, Joel. Wrap my fists in bandages to ready to, to go in hard on this top twenty. Uh this number one game of the year for our video games battle royale but do you want to take us out Karen? that
1: sounds good joel as always thank you for listening to this week's dialogue options and honestly a, a big thank you because it's 2019 now and if you're still with us we appreciate it yes uh 2018 was a pretty good year for us actually it really was yeah feeling good about it We'll see what- in twenty nineteen we'll 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 keep on trucking on and maybe get bigger we'll see yeah we'll we'll see we might we might have some stuff brewing, but we'll see um as always, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram where we are just dialogue options. as for our, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Spotify, Podbean, Podchaser, iTunes, whatever it is. Chuck us a like, review, thumbs up, stars, whatever review platform they offer. Give us a share. It helps a whole lot. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX, where my most recent tweet, most of them have been retweets, mm-hmm. but my last genuine bonafide Kyron Morrison tweet was, this week I played Super Metroid again, and it's still perfect. And I stand by I, that. I,
0: yeah, no fair enough. Yeah. Hey, the uh, classic is a classic, a classic <laughs> for a reason. Like, yeah. Exactly. Where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where uh, various amount of things I've been tweeting. I've actually been doing some... I've been doing the Twitters, Claren. I'm cl- you're doing your crunches. I am doing my crunches, man. I have actually... I've been going in hard on it. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. Posting pictures. I'm, like, writing reviews on things. Um, talking about uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, which I don't want to talk about too much, because, you know, something might happen down the track, but we'll see. Um, not even, you know, about that yet, Kyron. but we'll see.
1: I mean, I can, I can, I can put two and two together. I'm pretty sure everyone
0: listening might be able to as well, but yeah. Anyway, since we'll say not crazy about it, not crazy about it. All right. Fair enough. That's, that would be interesting conversation, a topic of conversation. I really liked it, but anyway. Um, and yeah, I backed kind of funny today on Patreon. I finally supported them. So yeah, that's all I've been tweeting about all over the shop just filling everyone in on my life
1: well in that case I will let our wonderful theme song take us out and we will see you guys next week for more crazy 2019 adventures see ya bye